Hello everybody and welcome to a holiday edition of Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we're here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. Hope everyone out there is having a very safe and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, that is. Yeah, we're not afraid to say that on this show. Or whatever you celebrate, have a great one too. And, uh, you know, what isn't great is my Banker Tank predictions seemingly ever i'm just not good at it i don't know why i do it i say it every week i do it because it's fun but i'm just bad at it yeah who isn't bad at it though john's not bad at no john's not bad i'm gonna start asking him for advice i mean look let's be real he was a Dwayne haskins injury away from going six and oh this weekend yeah six and oh yeah guy i don't know he just like he crushed it i don't know what his formula is but it works so the two in a row and two in a row he's technically Nine and three. Yeah, last two pretty weeks. good. That's pretty good. I think. I don't think I have nine correct picks in the last three months. Never mind weeks. So yeah, I mean, he, we're, he's, he's on fire. Thank God I don't know what else I'm talking about in other aspects of the game. His whole banker tank thing. Oof, that's been rough. Oh, uh, it was it was a uh, interesting. It came down to Monday Night Football. Uh, if Rogers if Rogers didn't tank, then I would have been blown at the bottom. With a whopping one and five record, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does me in again. Yeah, he does. Uh, so John did did win this week, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some more people this week. Yeah, we'll have a uh, different variety of people, and hopefully more people join. Just remember, um, if you join this week and participate, then you'll be eligible for the grand prize. And Chris, what's the grand prize again? prize is you get to come on the show with us and either do a segment or just the whole show with us if you choose to and uh give your opinions as well and just we'll you know pick it you can pick a topic or two maybe even and we'll, we'll throw back and forth and have you on the episode and it'll be a good time yeah yeah i mean it's it's fun exciting um but um i think i think in the in the essence of it it's just fun yeah it's that's how we've been doing it, and I think it's how some people have taken it. Just fun uh, between people, a little banter back and yeah, forth. Yeah, talk a little trash, have some fun. Yeah, little bragging rights. John, you know, John two wins in a row. But uh, I know there's a couple teams that aren't having fun though. Yeah, there's quite a few teams that aren't having fun, but there's two in particular. Yeah, um, and we're gonna get into it. Um, fo- we're gonna focus on the NFC. There's some injury concerns. Going into the uh, playoffs, and, and and we we've said this before. Every team's got injuries. Yeah, some gonna, are worse timing than others, though. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to highlight a few. Uh, I like to start with um, the Eagles because um, I think it's there's a lot, but it's not going to matter. Uh, yeah, I think they're the least matter of the teams. Uh, they're looking at um, Whiteside and Aguilar, questionable. And Aguilar didn't play last week. Oh, Whiteside's questionable now, too? Yeah, he's, he's questionable. I mean, he participated. But Man, if you're a player, don't go be a receiver for the Eagles. You're just <laughs> cursed. That uh, team just cannot keep a, a receiver healthy. No, they can't. That's incredible, man. Not, not in a good way. No, like, yeah. Um, Jackson, obviously, was on IR yeah. weeks ago. I can't find anything on Jeffrey. I, nothing. No, no information. Nothing on why he wasn't playing? No. Because <laughs> I, know, I, I know for a fact he wasn't playing. Well, I mean, realistically, if, if if he's not playing and it's injury-related, it has to be reported, so you have to think it's something else, maybe personal reasons. It's got to be something. Yeah. Um, and they got two um, linemen down. Uh, their rookie guard, Brooks, uh, left tackle, the old famous Lane Johnson. Oh, is, Lane, is he having fun, though? He is not having is fun. Lane is Johnson he... having fun being out of the game? Uh, yeah, he was out last week. Yeah. But she's having a great time with his one ring. I bet he is. Uh, I know for a fact uh, Fletcher Cox left the game, came back with a huge wrap on his arm. Uh, he did make a play later in the game with that wrap, but he is on the injury report. And Ertz, even though he's going to play through it, has very um, severe rib injury. I thought it was a broken rib. Uh, I believe so. And that, Dude, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I, fan of the Eagles, not a fan of the Eagles. You know, It is what it is. But, my God, that's tough, man. Yeah, that is. Tough. I give that dude credit because there's players out there who 
sprained a pinky and they want to go on IR. He and this played, dude's got a broken rib and he's out there playing. Hats off to him. He played the rest of the game with it and he's planning on playing yeah. again. And then they just put um, Ronald Darby on IR. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint any of these guys as heroes because you know they're they're you know we love football and everything. But I mean, they're they're playing a game essentially. It's not life and death, but that's still tough as tough. That is tough, and that's that's commitment to your team. You got to respect that. Uh, I'm just gonna say that's a lot of injuries to overcome. That is, they've been doing it many. all season. Too many injuries to overcome. Um, but I'm just gonna say, I, I even if they may, even if they survive this weekend and beat the Giants, they're gonna be out in the wild card round. Like they're, I don't, I know they're gonna host a, if they win, they're gonna host a, a game. It, it, I don't, it doesn't matter. Even if it's the Minnesota Vikings coming in with no Dalvin Cook, they're done. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that's the kind of game they could win, and then people are going to get hope, and then like San Fran just crushes them the following week. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota does not look good without Devin Cook. And speaking, In fact, of, I'll go as far as to say they look awful without Devin Cook. Yes, and and speaking of that, uh, the doubt the, they played this Monday without Dalvin Cook, without Mattis. Madison. They played this Monday without that. Somebody tell them because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they were actually on the field. Oh, no, they were that terrible. Was a garbage game. They were awful. Like, even Rodgers didn't have a good game, but there's one person who had a great game in that one. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. He killed it, yeah. Um, and then we're going to touch on New Orleans. Uh, they got a few players down. Uh, they lost um, Marcus Williams and Eli Apple in Oof. that game. In that game last past weekend. Uh, Gardner Johnson, uh, a safety, was out this past weekend. Von Bell, who's been out for a while. It uh, doesn't look like they're going to have any of them, potentially. I think Marcus Williams is probably the most likely. But the rest of them, four defensive backs out of that secondary. And how severe are these injuries? Because, I mean, if it's just like week 17, no, um, not really a big deal. Von Bell's been out for a while. Yeah, but, I mean, if these are these are lingering injuries that are going to could go into the playoffs, and that could be a very big deal for them. I didn't get Eli Apple or Marcus Williams injury, but Gardner Johnson, concussion. I, I, I don't think – Despite there being more numerous, I don't think the injuries are as bad for New Orleans as far as their chances go as they are for a team like Minnesota. Minnesota, I mean, the offense runs through Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Adam Thielen, phenomenal receiver. Stephon Diggs, when he shows up and isn't a phantom, phenomenal receiver. Kirk Cousins has his spots, I guess, back and forth. You know, he has his moments. Not really a believer in Kirk Cousins, but whatever. If they don't have Dalvin Cook, they're not going anywhere. That's true. That defense is not what it once was. That offense can't move the ball without him unless it's a, a big play. If you have a fully healthy Thielen, maybe. It hasn't really looked all that great. Uh, and it partially because Cousins doesn't have any time because there's no running game because even Madison was out. And he looked good, but now he's not playing. I don't know if he's going back or not, but he's still not Dalvin Cook. New Orleans has the injuries on defense, but, I mean, that offense can put up 50 points a game. So I'll add this little caveat. And they were out last week, too. Warford, guard, Pete, tackle were both out last week. But they were – they had a good game. Yeah. So does it does it matter? I don't think so. Because you have – I mean, I mean, it matters, but it's not, it's not damning for them. No, clearly not because they have Drew Brees. Yeah. And Michael Thomas – and I mean, he hasn't been himself, but Alvin Kamara, right? And Latavius Murray has been great in in, in the role that Mark Ingram vacated, and uh, Jared Cook as well. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, they have the weapons to sustain an injury like uh, those two linemen. Whereas someone like Philadelphia, with all their injuries at wide receiver and other skill positions, also having two players who have been essential to that offense on the offensive line being injured makes a bigger difference i mean we haven't we you know made no secret about it on the show not the biggest believers in carson wentz no i have a little more faith in him than you do i know you don't have any in him at all pretty much i don't think he's i don't think he's as bad as you say by any means but he's not they're not going anywhere if he has no one to throw to Ertz with a healthy Ertz, maybe and Ertz with a broken rib no as much credit as i give him for trying to get through it dude you're one big hit away from being in a very bad spot right and, and as good as Goddard's been yeah, the past few weeks, not good enough. He's only good because of Ertz. And the thing is, too, this is Carson Wentz's first playoff game. Well, we have to hold 
It isn't yet. Okay, so if if, if they make it, you're right. If I, they I keep, make it. Then the, yes. the deal they made about that game last weekend, I thought that I keep forgetting that that wasn't a clinching game for Philadelphia. At least it was for Dallas that they won. But I mean, if they make it, he hasn't performed in a playoffs. He hasn't been in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, we the team know. the team was in the playoffs, but he was injured. Right. We have no idea how he's going to act. We he could come out and be Superman. You see it all the time. Side with the Sony Michelle last year for the Patriots. Mediocre in a regular season. All of a sudden, the playoffs come around, and he's the team MVP. You see it all the time. Guys go on great playoff runs, and they just shine when the spotlight's the brightest. Wentz could be that guy. Don't know. Haven't seen it yet. Or he could completely fold. And with no receivers, if you're not performing at the top of your game, you're you're not going anywhere. I don't care who you're playing. Even a struggling Minnesota team. No, and it, 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 it sucks that his first shot in the playoffs – is going to be without a ton of his weapons. Yeah. But the front office and the head coach constructed the team this way, knowing full well that mm-hmm. Jeffrey has had some injury problems in the past. Deshaun Jackson has had, even last year, oh, so many injury problems. His whole career. I mean, and you started the season by feeding Darren Sproles, and then he gets injured. And you're not, no, no Jordan Howard, but you have. You do have Miles Sanders, who but looks awesome, right? Who right. we believed in from the beginning, and has just has looked even better the last few weeks. And again, we'll st- I'll state this again. I think we stated I stated it last episode, and I'll state it again. Where would they be had they turned the knob up a little bit on his care- touches? Yeah, would they have one extra game? Because imagine if the Eagles had one extra win. How many of these players could could they sit down without needing them at all? Rest for a week. Yeah. Because if, if, if they need Alshon Jeffrey and he's not 100% but they need him, he's going to play. Nelson Aguilar, if they need him, he might have to play. Like they, they, they really can't take this game off. To your point, not only rest for a week but then have a home game. Right. You're not traveling. You're, 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 I mean, I don't know if these guys don't necessarily live in Philly full-time. They might go home during the offseason, but right. they – I would think most of them at least have like apartments or something in Philadelphia. You're home. You're in your own bed. You're in your comfort zone. Now, I mean, you have to go out and play, like you just said, and you may not be 100% coming off of injury. Now you have to play to even get into it. Are you even going to be available next week? Are you going to get banged up in week 17? Just yeah, they didn't. They did not take advantage of opportunities they should have. And imagine they had a if, lot of them too. If Fletcher Cox's Fletcher. Cox's injury is mild, and he can play through it because he can play through it last week. If you had the division clinch right now, you could say Fletcher, you're going to sit this week because you know and I know Fletcher Cox is one of the biggest linchpins of this defense. As much as they have not been great and consistent, he is their guy in the middle that forces the running backs to go right. yeah. to the outside because you're not you're not running head steam right into Fletcher Cox. No. And some of these other guys on these lists, you know, if you don't need to push Brooks or Lane Johnson or, God forbid, Jalen Mills, you're probably – I don't I don't want to say he's good, but sub- substantially better than what you've had. That, yeah, exactly, than your backups. At corner. Right. That maybe you can rest him, but instead Re- – Regardless of what he is, you need everybody. Right. At the top of their game, if you're going to go anywhere in the playoffs, but you can't because you need to go out and win this game. You can't. You can't take the New York Giants lying down because as much as the Giants maybe don't like the Dallas Cowboys, they're not facing the Cowboys. No, they're facing the Eagles. And I'll tell you what: if I'm if I'm a Giants player, I'm going out there with a sure, mission. Absolutely, to ruin. The Eagles' chances of going to play the playoffs. spoiler, both Washington and the Giants. I'd right. be more afraid of the Giants than I would Washington, but especially oh, with yeah, no Haskins. Because Washington's going to – yeah, Washington yeah. – speaking of injuries, Washington's not going to have Haskins, so they're going to have to go with Case Keenum. I would say the Cowboys should win that game. I would think so, but, but I mean, it depends which Cowboys team we see. Correct. You could have Keenum go out there and throw for – I mean, I don't really see that, but go, throw to McLaurin for, you know, three touchdowns and – Good. Adrian Peterson could be the ageless wonder and, you know, run for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Cowboys have uh, been very hit or miss this season. So, 
I mean, you never know which which version of the team you're going to get. And if you get the kind that looks like they've already been defeated for the past two months. I mean, Keenum was serviceable in Minnesota. He was really good. I, I don't think he's nearly as good out of that system. But you never know. But and, I think I think if I'm the Eagles, I'm very worried because I do believe the Cowboys will win that game against Washington. Yes. And if you slip up against the Giants, especially with Saquon coming on and, and looking like he's, well, I mean, towards the end of the season, of course, better late than never, though. Looking like the player they drafted, the player he was last season the last couple of weeks, makes everything easier on Daniel Jones. Because now he has a running back he can not only throw it to, but can take pressure off him because they have to respect the play action. That could be a very dangerous game for the Eagles. But I will throw this one little caveat. And let's remember, it's Wednesday. Dak Dak Prescott was a non-participant in Wednesday's walkthrough Mm. with his shoulder injury. Well, he just wanted Christmas off. I asked you earlier, who's their backup quarterback? Oof. I answer that question. Do you know who Cooper Rush is? Uh, I don't. I'm going to guess the Cowboys' backup. Yes. Okay. That is their backup. Nice. I got that one. Nailed it. Next. That is, that is trivia. That is bad news if they have to go with Cooper Rush, because I highly doubt they're going to win the game if Cooper Rush. Watch him go out and do like Matt Flynn did a few years ago. Oh, my God. That would be, and that would be get terrible. He can get himself a huge contract or something, and then they don't re-sign Dak because, like, oh, that's Cooper Rush kid. He's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> and then he and goes he, out and bombs. Yes. That would be poetic justice. And Dak goes off and signs with someone who wins, like, four Super Bowls. But I think there's a, there's one team that uh, I missed that we need to talk about, and they took – Heavy, yes. heavy losses. We, of course, are talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, who, who do not look like the same team as they did about a month, month and a half ago. I'd say, yeah, I was going to say, a month ago, they were looking like game breakers. You, you were looking at four legit teams in the NFC. Honestly, you were, look, you were honestly probably looking at, a, at least projecting it, a Baltimore-Seattle Super yeah. Bowl. You could <laughs> You could have had that discussion. Yeah. You can't have that discussion right now. Nah, it's going to take a lot for them now. Chris Carson, done. Yeah, and he was having a great year. CJ Proceis, done. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, I know Rashad Penny got injured. Uh, he's not on the injury report for today. So I don't know if that's good or bad. But they did do, they did sign two uh, running backs. Oh, good. So two guys off the practice squad or... No. Two two young guys who want to give a chance to that might break it open? No. Somebody who didn't play earlier in the year who is going to come back now who was injured and... Oh, boy. That's that's, that's three. So that, All right, you got to tell me now because I'm so over three. You're out. Yeah. You're out. Marshawn Lynch uh, and one Robert Turbin. Oof. Turbin wasn't good when he was young. Right. So, Marshawn was. Marshawn was a monster, but... I think those days have passed them by. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna see what they have left in this game because they have to go for it. They yeah. have to go and try to win this game to win the division. They're they're not gonna have a whole lot. They might empty the they might have to empty the tank this week. Could we see Marshawn Lynch look like last season of Steven Jackson in New England? Ooh. Because you remember that? Yeah, unfortunately. That was... He had I was so a, psyched when he got him, too. And then I saw him run, and I was like, oh, that's not the same guy. He had, like, half a game. And it was like, Ugh. And then he got in the playoffs, and it was just nothing. No. They had absolutely nothing going on. It would have to have been an improvement to just be nothing. And Robert Turbin, I mean, like you said, he wasn't that good when no. he was playing. No. He was a backup at best. I can't remember the last time he actually played. I mean, I don't, I don't blame the Seahawks. They got to go for who the, whoever's there. I mean, right, but. right. And apparently, you know, they they got both of them because they have history in the system. They played in there, but well, C.J. Anderson. I, I guess he's not on their list. He's of, still relatively young. He hasn't played all year. I don't think. Well, not much. Not much. He played with Detroit, and I think yeah. someone else picked him up for like a hot minute. But I mean, I understand them signing Marshawn. Maybe. Because, like you said earlier before we started recording, he's still in phenomenal shape. Oh, he, he, looks like he, he looks like he could still run through a brick wall. Right. 
But, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's been off all year. Right. After being off for an entire year a few years ago. I mean, yeah, he's well-rested, but his body's also years and years older than it was. Like, how much can he take? And he was running – the tank was running low when he was playing last with Oakland. Maybe he has a few games left in him to go on a run, and we can see beast mode again. And if if, if we do, that's a dangerous team. It is. I just don't know what he has left. I just don't see it either. And, I mean, and can you imagine if one of those poor guys goes out and gets hurt? Ooh. Forget it. Forget it. Because DK has uh, disappeared. Yeah, and Tyler Lockett, I mean. I mean, it's clear as day. You lost your running game. The defense is going to lock in on the receivers, and Russell's going to have nothing. Yeah, and as great as Russell Wilson is, you can't throw to no one. Carson though, Wentz can attest to that. Even though Jacob Hollister was having success, he cannot be your focal point. Your focal point was your running back and your quarterback. Take away the running back, i.e. Minnesota. Take away the running back. You got nothing going on. Sorry. Yeah. So, I'll li- I like to see what happens this weekend, but I'm going to say Seattle is not going to make it to the championship game in the NFC. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, a month ago, if you had told me that, I would have said you were crazy, but seeing the injuries they've had and, and the way defenses have locked onto them, I don't know. I'm, I think, not, I'm not a big believer. I, I honestly think it's San Fran again, to tell you the truth. San think, Fran or New Orleans. I mean, right. New Orleans was my Super Bowl pick for the NFC, and I stand by that. But I could also see San Fran. I think we're looking at a three-horse race now because, like I said, a month ago we were talking about five teams strong, and two of them were wildcard teams because we know what the AFC, NFC East is. It's just garbage. Yeah. San Francisco. Uh, New Orleans, Green Bay are the serious contenders. The serious teams that can make it to the so you're gonna have one of them's gonna not one of those three one of those three teams is not gonna be playing the NFC championship game. But I see at least the San Francisco 49ers be able to put a competition up against the Ravens. I'm assuming the Ravens are gonna make it to the Super Bowl. I just don't see Unless Ingram's yeah, injury, I'm, I'm I'm not buying it. It's the the Ingram injury is going to be the only thing that concerns me. The thing with me, yeah, is Baltimore's been great. Their offense has slowed down a little bit. Now that's not to say they're not at. Maybe they're you know holding stuff back because they don't have to win these games by forty. But all these teams are going to see in the playoffs. They've already seen. Your yeah. Houston's, your New England's, your Kansas City's, they've already seen all three of those teams. All three of those teams now have direct experience against them. I think Houston will be much better next time. I think Dallas is just a fluke of a game. They're going to have J.J. Watt back also. That'll help a lot. I mean, J.J. Watt's not going to catch Lamar Jackson, but he's going to be able to, especially if you have a, a hobbled Mark Ingram, going to be the same. Lamar just runs around because they don't have any footage on this guy. Or actually in-game footage of him playing against them, but their but their guys have an experience against them. Will it make a difference? Who knows? You you really see how dynamic he is. I mean, if he goes, they have to go into Baltimore, so that'll help him. But I just I don't I don't see those games being blowouts again. I don't think you know Kansas City beat them already, and I think the way Kansas City's offense is going, that would be a shootout. Yeah. Uh I think New England's defense struggled in the beginning against Baltimore. But they locked them up. They locked them up in, in, later on in the game. And their offense seems to be coming around a lot better. I mean, a lot of those a lot of those games they were losing where they were trying some new things are starting to pay off a little bit now. They're clicking a little bit more. My, playing Miami this weekend is also going to help. Yeah. And especially if they can get a bye week and get two weeks and to be able to stay at home against someone, they're going to be even more dangerous. Well, how many people said last year at the end of the season, you know, after the Patriots ran through, Buffalo was bad last year, and they ran through, uh, I, think it was my, I think it was Miami again. And how many people discredited the uh, Patriots at that point? Because, oh, well, 
oh, the offense looks great. You know, the off- defense is playing strong. But a lot of people are like, oh, well, but they're facing – look who they're facing. And what happened? Yeah, when the Patriots went into Kansas City, they were supposed to get blown out. Correct. That was the entire That was the entire pregame show, essentially, was how Tom Brady was passing the torch to Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes is one of the guys – top in the lead, don't get me wrong. Like Brady's not who he was five, six years ago, obviously. But he's still good enough, and he still knows what the hell he's doing. And then they go in there in Kansas City – and beat them in overtime, you're going to have to actually beat these guys. Right. You're going to have to actually get through them in the playoffs. And beating them in the playoffs is different than beating them in a random week six matchup. So uh, to, to your point earlier about the Ravens, who they face, right? If the Steelers make it, they faced all five AFC playoff teams. If the Steelers make it. Tennessee makes it, they didn't play them. The Raiders make it by some miracle. They didn't play them. Yeah, they they, they played everybody. The only, there's only one team they actually blew out. Now it's the Texans. Yeah, that was another game. Forty-one to seven. Yeah. Everyone else. I mean, the Patriots. It was thirty-seven to twenty. You could call that a blowout. They did manage to compete. But the other ones were close. I mean, the Chiefs actually the Chiefs actually beat them. And, and not to cut you out, but to that page, point in the Patriots game, Baltimore beat them. And Baltimore looked awesome in that. Oh game. yeah, they did. But there were a few plays where, if they go differently, and this isn't this isn't crying that they got ripped off and they made bad plays. The Patriots right, right. made bad plays because Baltimore forced them into it. But if a couple of plays go differently, that's a very different game. Remember, they they came right down, scored on them. Got the ball back, shut down Lamar on the offense, got the ball back, and then Brady throws the inexplicable pass. They're moving the ball again, and he inexplicably throws it 40 yards over the middle, and it gets intercepted. Right. This is on top of, I believe it was right before the half, throwing another interception, the very uncharacteristic interception. And it's just like, you know, those aren't mistakes. They make multiple games in a year. This just, to me, the way Baltimore is running through people, Almost sets up to like they can start believing their own hype. Oh, they believe it. Like, and and they should be confident because they're a damn good team and they're very capable of winning. And it wouldn't surprise me at the end to see them holding the Lombardi Trophy up. But they got to do it first. The Cleveland Browns were the uncrowned champions of that division before the season started, and look where they are now—not even in the playoffs because they believe their own hype. Now Baltimore's far better than Cleveland. I'm not trying to say that, but you have to actually win the games. Like Baltimore still has three games to win before they can hoist that trophy. Those aren't going to be three easy games. That you know, that first divisional game against could be against a weaker opponent. If it's somehow like a Pittsburgh or something, then that's probably going to be a pretty one-sided game. But they need to watch out, especially if they're not 100 percent healthy. One of these teams can come in to Baltimore and hit them in the mouth and knock them out. Maybe not, but I've seen it before. We all have seen it before. So, so I'll. I'll, I'll... Enhance your point about the Patriots. It was the first drive in the second half. They were driving down, and it was a Julian Edelman fumble that Marlon. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. Marlon right. Humphrey yep. took for six. So instead of driving down and scoring a touchdown and, and making it uh, 27, 20, 27 trying to do math on the fly. Um. 27 instead of 27 17 well it was 24 20 and before the half remember they were they were it was like fourth and two or something and they right. kicked the field goal instead of and they were really close to the end zone kicked the field goal instead of going for it so again no excuses they lost that game baltimore won yeah but i mean there's just a few things there where you can say okay it was a 17 point difference but there could have been some swings there yeah it isn't like they just went in and dominated from the word go because they, they went into the half and it was it was seventeen thirteen, and instead of going up twenty to seventeen, it went twenty four thirteen, and then the Patriots went down and scored anyway, but now they're it's now it's twenty four thirteen, right? And then the Ravens went down and scored, so they couldn't they could and then Tom couldn't, and that's when Tom threw the inexplicable uh, interception, 
that was the um, old heave ho. Yeah, where he just launches it because he's got nothing and he, it's like a punt. And then Baltimore literally runs the clock down for nine minutes and just bleeds it down. Oh, that was the thing, too. Well, Baltimore did a great job on was time oh, yeah. of possession. And again, time of possession was ridiculous. Baltimore was going on eight or nine minute drives and then scoring touchdowns. If you can do that, it's going to be hard to beat you. They had, I'll, I'll tell you this, they had three drives. Three drives in the second half. Eight minutes, 9.35, and then the end of the game. That's it. So, but to the greater point, um, I think the Ravens will be in the Super Bowl. I'm not 100% sure because Mark Ingram is the linchpin of that offense. We can say what we want about Lamar Jackson. He's fantastic. He's probably going to be the MVP. He's dynamic. He can make some throws. He's got talented, um, a talented tight end. Two decent number two and three uh, tight ends. Uh, an electric wide receiver rookie, but not consistent. But if you take Mark Ingram out of that, they're just like they were last year. That's the problem. That's why they went and signed Mark Ingram. That's why they needed to make sure he was healthy for the playoff run. Because they need him. They need that kind of running back to be the linchpin of their offense so people respect the run. Because are you going to respect the run against Gus Edwards and Justice Hill? Yeah, it's not going to be the same. I, I, I don't care if, if uh, Ravenson wants to tell me, oh, well, they have 4.5 4. 5 or 5 yards of carry. That's because you have Mark Ingram. It's the only reason. Because Mark Ingram's a battering ram. Yes. You said it last episode. He has set the tone with his running style. He will run into a brick wall with the intention of running through that brick wall. And he does it about as good as anybody. He may not have the highest yards per carry, but he wears that defense down because he hits people in the mouth when he when he lowers that shoulder and heads into a pile. They get hit. And that opens it up for other things. I still think they're a great team without them. But they're not the same team. I think they're more manageable. Yes. You can manage them on, on defense better if you don't have to deal with Mark Ingram. Right. Because the other two running backs aren't going to be hitting them the defense as hard as Ingram does. If you take Mark Andrews out, it affects the team. That's really but bad. But not, yeah. not to the degree that it affects if you take Mark Ingram out of the game. And by the way, Mark Andrews got injured in that game too, so he needs to get healthy too. And they're lucky they don't – like this is the situation they put themselves in. Unlike the Eagles, the Cowboys, or teams like that, they have the number one seed. They locked it up. They had the first round bye. Guess what? Clean across the board, there's a lot of people sitting. And they have that luxury because they have everything sewn up before yeah. week 17. They've handled their business, yeah. So now they can sit. Even if Mark Ingram was – if it was a playoff – it's like it's one of those instances. If it was a playoff game, would Mark Ingram play? We don't know. But luckily they don't have to, they don't have to answer that question. They have two weeks to for Mark Ingram, for Mark Andrews, whatever minor injury that Lamar did get. And anybody else who's got bumps and bruises, they now have two weeks to get that ready. So I think we've uh, started talking about Seattle. We've gotten sidetracked for a we bit. Did. You want to get in a banker tank? We do, uh, Yeah, we're going to get in a banker tank because uh, I need to finish up the season strong. All right, yeah, I need to do better than two. So here we go. Here's the week I go three and three. All right. Oh, you want to start? What do you got for quarterback? Uh, my quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Um, against Seattle. Against Seattle. I don't have faith in Seattle's offense now. Without a, without a running back, and I don't – I can be wrong about Marshawn and, and Turbin and if Richard Penny plays. But how does he, how Seattle's offense being Because bad. they're going to be anemic, anemic and 
that defense, that Seattle defense is going to be on the field. On the okay, field. I got you. Right. And Seattle's defense is taking a few injuries. Yeah, yeah they have. When was, when was the last time you saw Javian Clowney on the field? Uh, what, about a month ago? I, guess I would say so. Three weeks to a month ago, yeah. So he's had, there is an effect, believe it or not, shock of the world, no matter what team he's been on. And I'm talking about college too. When Jacavian Clowney wants to play, that team is better. But when he doesn't want to play or he when he's injured, that team is less. Yeah. So Jimmy G's gonna I think Jimmy G's gonna light it up. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. The ageless one. At home against the Dolphins. That's gonna cure anyone's ills. Uh he struggled. Hasn't had some great games recently. Hasn't really hit his point projection in quite some time. And it is a higher point projection being against the Dolphins. Right. But I think that offense is starting to come around. Running game's getting a little better. Offensive line solidifying a little bit. Receivers are getting healthier and more integrated in the roles they're going to have going into the playoffs. And they need this game. They need it. They need it because they don't want to play in the wild card round. They can and have- if... If Kansas City wins and New England doesn't pull it out against a very beatable Dolphins team, then New England's playing next weekend. And they don't want that. Against? It'll be against a team they can probably beat. It'll be at home. But still, like, you'd much rather have that week off to rest up. Absolutely. So, it's a game they have to win. Plus, you know, I'm actually going to be there. So, it'd be good to see Tom have a classic game. But we'll see. But I do think he's going to have a really good game this weekend. All right, running back. I'm going to go with old Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to finish the season off strong. He better. Uh, because my man wants an extension. He's actually been pretty decent this year. Yes, With yes. very shaky quarterback play. And even though Indianapolis came on strong last week, um, I think I think they're they're at a point where they're going to see what they have left in, in in Jacoby and Jacoby was a nice story at the beginning of the season and kind of this the league figured out Jacoby Brissett to a, to a degree so but I think I think uh, Fournette's going to want to uh, wants to finish the season off strong because he want uh, just like his his buddy Jalen Ramsey he wants that brink stroke backed up and the only way you do it is you have a strong season, and you come back and, and uh, pair that with another strong season. Because Zeke got his money because he put season on season. And we know what happened last year with Fournette. So you need to finish off strong. You need to have a good performance no matter what's going on, whether you're in the playoffs or yep. not. And you're I still think, getting paid, so you may as well play your ass off. Right. And he, and he I know I know he wants his money. So this is, this is, a, this is a Fournette buck ten. Two touchdown performance. Ooh, okay, even calling it. All right. I'm going to go with the guy I've been critical of in the past who has, I think, really come on and proved he can be a consistent running back. I didn't see it happening, but if I'm wrong, i got to admit it, and that's this player is Derrick Henry of the Titans. They have to win this game. Yeah. I mean, they can still – I guess they can lose and still get in technically, but if they win, they're in. There's a, there is a math equation that works in their favor if they lose. All I know is that it, whatever whenever the team can just win and they're in, yeah, then they can still get in somehow even if they lose, because that means tiebreakers are in their favor. Yes, they don't want to deal with that. They want to go in. Well, they're oh no yeah they're going to Houston. Yeah, they're gonna go to Houston. Who's been? We all know how shaky Houston's been. They look like they don't even have the heart to be on the field sometimes this season. Other times they look like world beaters. You know, against the Ravens they look pathetic. Against the Pats they looked like they were the greatest team ever. So we'll see which one shows up. Been pretty decent the last few weeks. Thing is, too, it may get by it being a late kickoff. It may get to a point where Houston cannot improve their positioning at all. Right. So they may just rest if I'm them and that happens. I'm sitting Hopkins. I'm sitting Watson. I'm not taking a chance of getting those guys hurt. Right. I'm not even thinking about putting any of my good defensive players in. So you're going to have a team that's pretty much playing their backups against a Titans team that has to win. And Derrick Henry 
is just going to run all over them. And and Jack, and Tennessee can't improve their position. And if Kansas City wins, like you, your point, Houston can't improve their position. So they're facing they're lined up with Buffalo. They they can't face Tennessee if they don't get the third seed. So right. it, it makes so. sense. Wide receiver, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. He's done good for you. He's done good. Uh, I I got on A.J. Brown early in the season. You did. You did. You got on A.J. Brown. I got on Hollywood Brown. And I think I think you've uh, I think you've won that bet. I mean, they're still – their stats are still relatively close, but he has been putting some distance between the two of them. His big games are much bigger. Oh, yeah. I think I agree with your points um, on Derrick Henry, and I match them with A.J. Brown. Yeah. Plus, Tannehill's trying to prove what he is. Whether He's playing for a contract next right, year. Whether he makes the playoffs or not, he's playing for a starting job next year, which I think he's got. But he's playing for a contract. Because right now, it looks like he's just going to get tagged. And, no, and, and honestly, as much as it's a lot of money, a franchise tag is a lot of money. You still want that contract. Oh, absolutely. So, who are you going with a uh, wide receiver? My wide receiver is Amari Cooper. Ew. I know, it, it's really gross because Ew. he's been just, he's been a ghost. And it's the story of his career. He, he he'll, he'll, he'll go three or four games in a season where... He'll show you how great he can be, and then he'll disappear, and he has disappeared. I think he has one or two relatively decent games in the last two months, which means playing for a contract because he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, I don't think that contract will be in Dallas. Ooh. Jerry's not shelling out more money. Well, you never know with Jerry Jones. I don't think he's going to shell out more money because he's going he's gonna to give Dak whatever he wants if he doesn't franchise him, which he probably will. He's going to give Dak whatever he wants. He's not going to be able to afford Amari. Hell, he's not going to be able to afford Zeke in a year and a half. So, but that's beside the point. That's a different conversation. This is going to be one of those games where Amari comes out with something to prove. Dallas has to win this game. Now, they have zero heart on that team, so I don't. it's not going to be because of that. It's going to be because Washington's just that bad. Yeah, Washington's yeah, t- terrible. Terrible team with a terrible quarterback. Yeah, game. they're that bad. And Amari is going to go out there and be like, oh, this is going to be one of my four good games this year. And he's going to go out there, and he's going to get, like, 160 and three touchdowns. I mean, not exactly that, but he's going to go off. And everyone's going to forget how bad he was, and some sucker's going to pay him a truckload of money in the offseason to not perform in big games again. So there's my very reluctant Amari Cooper bank I mean, pick. I mean, uh, I'd almost sound like I was picking him a tank. We, we can talk about it down the road, but I can see a, a, a team in, in Pennsylvania um, near the um, – East coast of the state, uh, maybe maybe dumping a truckload of money at him. The Eagles, yeah. Oh man, for their sake, I hope not. Uh, but well, at with the good comes the bad, unfortunately. Um, and I'm going to go against uh, a team that I've been riding for the past, I'd say, a month and a half. My tank quarterback is going to be Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because, to your point, and I hate to keep piggybacking your point, but we're uh, kind of pairing up on some of these uh, picks. Uh, Patriots are going to steamroll the Miami Dolphins because typically the Patriots steamroll the Miami Dolphins in Gillette in December when they have that matchup. Mm -hmm. So I just think the magic's over, and I could even see, even see, a Josh Rosen sighting. Oof. Which, yeah. if I see that, I will I will claim victory because it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's not going to be a pretty game. It was it was a horrendous game in the beginning of the season because we saw Josh Rosen in that game too. So it's just it's just going to be ugly, 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 ugly all day. You're going to see ugly football fr- up front. You're going to see what Miami's what product Miami's been putting on all season. 
this is going to be – I think it's going to be a lot of really ugly games Sunday, honestly. Whether it be players, our teams, resting players, and just not having to be out there trying mm-hmm. to just bad teams playing other bad teams. My tank quarterback is Carson Wentz. You might say, oh, well, he's playing a very bad Giants team. Don't forget, this is the same Giants team only a few weeks ago that they had to mount a massive comeback against late in the game because the Eagles as a whole were just underperforming the entire time. I don't think Carson Wentz, he has a 30.9 point projection, even against Dallas. I don't, who's he going to throw to? I don't know. There's no one healthy. Because if Ertz can't play a full game. I mean, Goddard isn't going to get 20 catches for 200 yards. Like He doesn't have anyone to throw to to get these numbers. I mean, Miles Sanders, their best bet, run the ball, throw as little as possible, get up by 10 or 12 points, 14 points. Yep. Pack it in. And just try to play clock ball and get out of there with a win in the division. And then you need to conserve Miles Sanders at some point because you yeah. got, you got to put in Gus Scott or whatever other menial running back they have left on the roster and conserve him because you're going to need him in the playoffs too. As, as, as bad as the Giants' defense can be, I just don't see Carson Wentz having the offensive firepower to put up those numbers. The Eagles could very well win the game. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But it's not going to be Wentz going off for 300 yards and three touchdowns. It just doesn't have the – doesn't have the arsenal of receivers or tight ends with an injured hurts to do so. so. And, and Daniel Jones on the other side, that, that defense is not good. I'm sorry. No. I stated it before, and I know you pushed back on me, but I think at this point. They were playing great for a while. Right. But at least good, serviceable. But now they're. They, they seem to have regressed and gotten injured again. So. They are what they are. As, as a great man once said, we are who they we thought they were. Well, they are who we thought they were. Let's see if the Giants let him off the hook. <laughs> All right, nice finish. Thank you. Who you got for running back? Devontae Freeman. Now you're going to say, bad team. And he's a bad. he's been bad all season. He's actually been trending well a few weeks. Okay. But I think we'll get to this point later. This is going to be a track meet against the Buccaneers. And... We know Freeman is not totally involved in the passing game. He is an ancillary piece there. Um, so I just don't think I just don't think he's going to have the point production that you're going to need, especially if you're playing. You're, you need him in a championship game, which it is week seventeen. Yeah. So if hopefully, po- hopefully, no one's playing a championship game this week. But if you are. This it, is not this yeah. is not the player you want to even if it's an RB two, not a player. Now, I don't even know if I go. Flex. I don't know about RB two. You could do an RB two. I don't know. I, maybe flex. I personally, I maybe go flex, but not RB two. I mean, he's the twentieth ranked running back in our league, man. I mean, he's he's okay in RB two, but not in this game. This game, I think, is going to turn into a track meet. Yeah, I mean, and I, he's not. Involved enough in the offense. Oh no, I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Freeman believer. Trust me. Like, I, I've always said how consistent he can be without Coleman. But he had a big, big season a few years ago, and then he's just been injuries right. and inconsistency ever since. Exactly. Like, so, and I got nothing against the guy. I don't now, dislike him in any fashion. And that was the Super Bowl season. Yeah, I don't dislike him at all. I just I I, I call what I see. Like he use he seemingly only does good when I call for him to tank. So he's probably going to get like two points this week and give you a win. Maybe 1.5. My tank running back, guy who's been trending upwards lately on a very mediocre team, Right, Todd Gurley. They've been using him more, surprisingly, because they don't need to now. <laughs> so That's an odd occurrence. Yeah. It's like it's like the farther away from a playoff spot they got, the more they use Todd Gurley. And lo and behold, he was pretty good. And you'd say, well, they're going to go in. They're going to be mad. They're going to be facing a, a Cardinals team that may or may not have Kyler Murray, but I just don't. I don't think they're going to risk it. I don't think they can get out of Todd Gurley contract. So he's still going to be the guy for him next year. And they got like, I think I think I looked at it a, uh, about a month or two ago. It's like two more years before they can put pitch the eject button on. Yeah, that. so he's not going anywhere. They're not going to want to run him twenty times this game and, and, and risk injuring him going into next season. Right. 
if they're going to have him and they're going to have to use him and pay him, they may as well, you know, make sure he's of use to them. If he's been on a pitch count all year, you don't put him in there and, and let him go balls out for, you know, a, a meaningless game against the Cardinals. It doesn't mean anything. Give him 10 or 12 carries to get him some, you know, get him some reps, get him out of the game. Like he's not, he's not going to blow up this week. All right. My tank wide receiver, sir, is probably one of my favorite up and coming wide receivers, but I'm choosing against him. And that is Mr. Kenny Galladay. Great receiver. Great receiver. Unfortunately, he's been um, hampered with a bad quarterback. He's been he's <laughs> been hampered by his backup quarterback play, and now they're going against Green Bay, who has some pretty good defensive players. <laughs> any they have something to play for. Yes, they do. Believe yeah. it or not, yep. they, they want to maintain that to position. For. Yep. And they are a one o'clock game, so it's not that advantage to wait until a four o'clock game. Right. Let's face it. The 49ers go out and blow it against Seattle on Sunday Night Football, and the Packers packed it packed it in. No pun intended. Yeah, um, come on, a little bit of pun intended. A little bit, a little okay, bit, a little yeah. Bit. But if they pack it in and, and, and go twelve and four, and then for some reason the 49ers lose, well, guess what? 49ers are twelve and four mm-hmm. right now. 49ers are one seed. Packers are two seed. If you're Green Bay, not my Green Bay, but if you're Green Bay. Would you not like to have the number one seed of course. and force every other team oh, hell yeah. to come to the frozen tundra yeah. of Lambeau Field? Pretty sure it's copyrighted, but whatever. No, yeah, absolutely. You're, you, if you're them and you have San Fran's defense, do you want to have to go to uh, – and it's one and two seed in the NFC Championship game and it ends up being San Fran and Green Bay? Yeah. Do you want to go to warm San Francisco where everyone's going to be nice and loose and all that? Or do you want them to have to come to Lambeau Field where they're going to have to be putting their hands on that frozen ground playing around on icicles all day? Hey. No, man, you're Green Bay. You want to be at home. That and, is a huge home field advantage. And I'll add this to it as well. Saints are 12-3, and three, but they're currently seated third. And also playing a dome would not like to go in the cold. Right. So they could get the two seed. Or, yeah. or heaven forbid, they could get the one seed. Saints can still get the one seed? If if both teams lose, oh wow, yeah, I believe they can still get the one seed. Well, that's something. Um, you know who they're facing this week? The Saints, Panthers. Panthers team looks like it's given up already. Right. So Packers got something to play for, believe it or not. So if they if they and and couple that with the quarter, uh, bad backup quarterback play, look, Kenny Kenny Galladay has proven he's a beast, but there's only so much David Block can do. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see Kenny Galladay having any sort of game this week that is reminiscent of a number one wide receiver. And if you're desperate for a wide, a, a wide receiver too, I mean, maybe you take it a, a flyer on playing him because obviously, if you have him right now, you have him. If you don't, you won't have him. But if you have to take a flyer on him, I guess. But if I have a better option out there, and there should be better options out there at this point, I'd take a, a different option than that. And I would take a different option than my tank receiver, who is, who is Tyree Kill. Now, you might say to yourself, Chris, Tyree Kill is explosive. He's electric. He's a video game come to life. Right. And all of those things are absolutely true. Uh, but he's disappeared. And what do you mean by that? His last big game was against uh, – he had a good game against, you know, I uh, believe it was Denver. He had 21.3 fantasy points. Before that – okay, let's go back, right? Yep. Barely played week one, got injured, came back week six, 22-plus fantasy points. Next week, 15. Next week, 11. Next week, 24. Next week, 28. Then, zero. Didn't play against the Chargers. Oh, actually, I think he did play. He just did nothing against them. By week, under 10 points, exactly 10 points, 21 points out of nowhere, under 10 points. The guys disappeared. Like, 
I think they're just integrating other members of the receiving core into that offense more. They have more weapons. Do they know something, or is it just trying to be more expansive on offense? I think it's just trying to be more expansive on offense. Okay. I think over the course of six weeks, if they knew something as far as I think, because you're suggesting like, something like Tyreek might be in trouble or something, and they're trying to make a backup plan. I don't think it's that. That's a, that's a month and a half of games, and something would have come out already. Or are they trying to bring that number down? Uh, they already no, paid him. That, did they? He already got an extension oh, yeah. before the season. Okay. Well, so, then, I mean, it wasn't what he would have had if he not, had not gotten in trouble last year. That's right. They, they did give him But he did get an extension. He just disappeared. And the Chargers, for as bad as they are on offense, have some talent in that secondary. Wow. And I don't see Tyree Kill letting up that defense. Yeah, you're right. Since the yeah, Tennessee disappeared. game. Disappeared. One random game where he had he had hit a couple big passes. Well, he had two touchdowns yeah. against Denver. Oh, that yeah. And Which of all games really weird against Denver. And Denver. But I mean and now oh that was that was a game where it was like a uh, a blizzard on the field. And no. even even though Denver can play in the snow, obviously. Right. You know, Tyreek's speed, one of those defenders slips, he's gone. Well, he, he can do that when it isn't snowing out. Right. I just I, I think he's too inconsistent. Oh, and clearly. I don't I don't think I don't think they need him. They need him. They want him on a team. That's all I'm saying. But they don't need him to be that number one guy every single week. They have other players who can step up. They need multiple facets of that offense to be clicking, to beat New England, to beat Baltimore, to go against one of the NFC NFC teams and beat them in the Super Bowl. That's what they need. Because if you figure out Andy Reid's offense by the second half or beginning of the first half. Yeah, he can't make adjustments. Done. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Exactly my words. He cannot figure it out. He will mess up on his timeouts. He'll mess up with his game management. Yeah. He'll run the ball when he should pass. He'll pass when he should run. His defensive lineman will jump off sides. Thanks, Steve Ford. And he'll complain that he doesn't get uh, a chance in overtime when the rules clearly state why. Yeah, when he when he knows the rules, yeah, well, yeah, that's a whole different story. So Robotnik is not exactly uh, an upper echelon like people think he is. In he, my he is he is similar in Sean Payton, where if the rules do not favor them, they will try to go in the offseason and get them changed. Yeah. So, what's your game of the week? My game of the week: Washington and Dallas. Okay. And I'm watching it for the one one reason: the train wreck. Is Dak Prescott going to be playing? And is Zeke and Amari going to show up? Well, yeah, because I just banked on Amari. So he's I, know, I know you put up. him on your bank. but Probably means he's going to get one for nine. I was, I am not a Dallas fan. <laughs> Any no. stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no. If anyone has that thought that I am, I'm not. We I love was, football and good play. We're a Patriots fan, but we love good football. I was hooked on to them because I drafted all three of them in my league. I want to see if they show up this week because they didn't show up last week. That was horrific watching them last week. Yeah. Horrific. Now, Dak has that soldier injury, and by no means do I, I shed blame off of him. But Zeke and Amari didn't show up. No. So I'm watching to see if they show up this week. Because if all three of them show up this week that, and they win and somehow the Giants, which is a good chance, the Giants beat the Eagles, I want to see if this Dallas, these three want to go into the playoffs and win. Because to your point about Mari Cooper, if he makes the playoffs, if I'm him, I ball out. Oh, I ball out. Yeah. Because I can raise my number tenfold if I go in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And light it up like a Christmas. Yeah, length of contract. You're not getting a five- to six-year deal if you can't go out there no. and, and show up when you have to. No. All right. Who you got? I'm going to go with two teams that aren't really playing for anything except pride. Falcons at the Buccaneers. Two teams that are playing for some players are playing for positioning next year. Uh, I know Atlanta's playing for. What's that? Their coach. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they played much better the last. Oh yeah. I don't know six weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell the problem was the first uh, ten, twelve weeks of the season, but they were not the same team as they have been the last month and a half or so. But they, it's two teams that can put up a lot of yards. 
explosive on offense. I mean, he can also both lay an egg, too. But, I mean, you said it before we started taping. Jameis Winston is really the only guy that first shot with 5,000 yards. I mean, I'm telling you, man, Jameis Winston doesn't throw 30 interceptions this season. The Buccaneers are in a much better spot, and he may be an MVP candidate. I know that sounds crazy. Well, it, it just tells you about Bruce Arians. Yeah. What yeah, he knows what he's doing, man. Knows but what he's the, doing. But the problem is, is as much as Bruce is doing, dealing with that, there's just some things you can't take out of Winston's head. Yeah. He tries, as as Bruce has said multiple times, he tries to be a hero. He's tried that in the past. And he's try, and Aaron's just tried to take that out of him because he doesn't have to do everything. Right. He's got two. For most of the season, he had these two massive beasts on the outside who he can just chuck, the, to your point, many times. Chuck the ball in Evans's general direction. He's going to get it, and he's going to get it. Yeah. I see. I had you beat one week, and what happened? Yep, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike just, Evans. Just click, 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 click. I'm like, yep. what is going on here? Didn't do anything for three quarters, and all of a sudden, Jameis is like, "Oh, dude, I have Mike Evans. That's right. Okay, here, here's nine passes in the fourth quarter." But I, I, I agree with you. It, it's, it's. And Atlanta's on a three as far as I can, three game winning streak right now. They're playing for their coach. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. This is this this is another game to watch. And Jameis is playing for five thousand yards. Yeah. Just which is a nice accomplishment yeah, for a guy who turns the ball over thirty five times this year. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's crazy. He can even reach that. Did you count? I'm assuming you counted his fumbles, right? Yeah, I think that's why it's 35. We had 28 uh, picks and then six or seven fumbles. So. I, just, I just hope he doesn't get to 30. Yeah, I hope not. But. I, I, I don't want to see it. All right, so we got some other news. We have a little bit of information we have to give out before we close it out. <clears throat> our uh, update on our, our Banker Tank playoff scenarios. Yep, and I'll remind you again, um, join in this week. It's the last week of the regular season. Um, I posted on the uh, Facebook page who is currently eligible. Uh, it's quite a few people. Um, and I want to see some. Uh, I'd like, sorry, I'd like to see more involvement this week. And again, I'll read this out. We're going to post it um, on the Facebook page, probably on a daily basis, to um, just make sure everyone understands the points. And then I'll post it, obviously, on um, game days. Uh, we're going to do a point-based system. So each we'll have a. Um, Three rounds, wild card, divisional round, championship round will be exclusive. Super Bowl will be a separate thing. Oh, I don't think we can call it the Super Bowl. I think we have to call it our championship game. We'll call it our championship game? I think we have to legally. I think we can mention Super Bowl as the game, but if we're calling it our Super Bowl, then we have to pay the NFL something. So we're not doing that. Uh, We're not going to do that. Sorry, sorry, NFL, I don't want to pay you any money. You make plenty. Um... So what we're going to do is uh, you can get – if you guess – so you're going to guess the winner of each game. You're going to guess the score of each game. You're going to guess the lead passer of each game. You're going to guess the lead rusher of each game and the lead receiver of each game. In each round, you'll get three points for the winner. You'll get the five points for the right score, the exact right score. You'll get uh, two points for getting the lead passer correct. Two, three points for the lead rusher and the lead receiver correct. So each round you could accumulate up to 64 points. And the best two scores going into the final game of the season, as we're going to call it, yes. in regards to our contest, will face head-to-head. And there will be a different scoring system for that because – there can be. There'll be MVP votes and things like that. So we'll have different categories, which we'll release at a later date. But just a heads up to everybody, leading rusher, receiver. Leading receiver does not have to be a wide receiver. Right. Leading rusher, especially in a game where Lamar Jackson might be involved, does not have to be a running back. Yeah. You want to pick a tight end? Yeah. Pick a tight end. You want to pick Lamar as a top running back in a game against Pittsburgh? Go ahead. No problem. Um, we do have uh, tiebreakers in place, so we'll post them. I'm not going to go over all of them. But we have tiebreakers in place in case by some miracle we have a couple people that the same um, score. Because clearly we need it in the NFL at the rate it's going. So we'll have it in place. Um, and the grand prize again is what, Chris? 
grand prize is you get to come on the show and give us your personal opinions on what's going on around the league. And it could be any time of the, time of the year. It could be in February. Could be yeah, we'll, we'll work with your schedule. We'll right. figure it out. Yeah, Absolutely. Pretty flexible. And if you, like I, like I said before, if you have a preference to time of the year, free agency, draft, uh, OTAs, preseason, if you want to join us for the regular season next year before it starts or during the season, it's whatever you choose. The champion will get what episode that person wants to choose. I would encourage you to play every week because if you play miss if you miss the wild card round, you are going to be in a slight disadvantage. And much like Banker Tank, there will be a certain post you have to post your picks under, right? Just to avoid confusion, because we don't want to go to have to go to fifteen different places to get <laughs> stats yeah. and your picks and everything. I'm gonna have enough to deal with with just getting this all organized. Just it'll be fun though. It'll be all good. It'll be, be fun. Oh, it will be absolutely fun. Just um, just wait for the post. We'll do it. We'll do it just like the tanker, tanker uh, banker tank. After the show on on Thursday, we'll post it. Boom. Just add a clip onto there. Piece of cake. I'll keep track of everything, and we'll let you know what's going on. All right, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us on this holiday edition. If you have any questions, comments opinions in general on our banker tank picks or the injuries in teams and scenarios we discussed please let us know and ben how can they get in touch with us well you can go on uh twitter that is ben chris talk fo1 uh you can hit us up on instagram and that is ben underscore chris talk football or you can go on our facebook page that is ben and chris talk football for all of our all your banker tank or playoff banker tank needs all right ladies and gentlemen for Ben, this is Chris. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday. Hope you're all safe and happy and full of delicious food. And we will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.